You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, welcome. This is Locked On Boston College. I am your host, AJ Black. Happy Wednesday, everyone. It's hump day. I hope you've had a great week. If you have not already, please subscribe to our podcast feed. Wherever you get your podcasts, all you have to do is hit follow or subscribe on Apple, iTunes, uh, Spotify, Google, wherever you get your podcast, we're there. I hope you do so that you can get your Boston College news sent directly to you every single day. On today's show, we're going to continue our draft week coverage. We're going to have Mitchell Wolf again Wolf in again to talk about another Boston College prospect. Yesterday's episode, we talked about Hunter Long. If you have not listened to our prospect profile, head back, check that one out. On today's show, we're going to look at Isaiah McDuffie, a recruit uh, prospect that has really risen in the NFL um, pundit community. His stock has really risen. So we're going to talk a little bit about him. Uh, there'll be the last two sections. And on tomorrow's show, we're going to look at Max Richardson and Max Roberts uh, uh, to get ready for the NFL draft, which starts on Thursday. Make sure that you uh, check out all of our Locked On family, our Locked On NFL channel on the NFL draft day. We'll be doing all sorts of live coverage. Just head on over to YouTube and check out their um, live feed that they're going to give um, feedback as the draft progresses. So, in terms of news, there wasn't really a lot of Boston College news on Tuesday. However, the big news in Massachusetts was that Charlie Baker, the governor of Mass, uh, announced that an increase in capacity at bigger venues, so things like Gillette Stadium and Fenway Park, can go up from 12.5% to 25%, which, you know, right now is good. And hopefully that means that for graduation for Boston College students that their families can go because I feel bad and horrible that they can't do that. Farther away, he'd get on that. But I also think, you know, the other piece that came up was that he kind of laid out the whole reopening plan. So it's no longer just like these chunks that kind of just show up out of nowhere. He said by August 1st, everything should be reopened. That means by the time BC plays Colgate in September, everything should be at 100%. Now, I know that things can change, that, you know, situations can move. But remember, last summer as well, you know, numbers dipped pretty low um, just because I don't know what the virus does, but whatever. But, you know, with vaccinations and all that other good stuff, um, hopefully by September, most people will be able to go to these Boston College football games. And I think uh, that's going to be good news for you if you're the ones that want to go to the games and see students there and all that good stuff. So, I, you know, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Stay vigilant, though. I think the other big news of um, in terms of COVID stuff was that the, the announcement from uh, the CDC that you don't have to wear masks outside unless you're at a football game. Basically, they said that <laughs> you would you would for that. But for most of us, it sounds like the virus doesn't spread outdoors. It spreads mostly on indoor things. So more good news. We got to continue to keep battling that. In terms of baseball, you know, I, I I keep bringing it up, but you know, when the excitement was there, I like talking about baseball. But the team has been really poor, and last weekend's series against Notre Dame was probably as uh, demoralizing as it gets. Um, so they, they beat Holy Cross or they're beating Holy Cross as I record this. I'm not going to wait to record my podcast until the end of the baseball game. Sorry. Um, 
they're beating Holy Cross pretty badly. Uh, they were up 10-1 when I last uh, shut it off. So uh, hopefully baseball gets a win. They get a weekend series against Miami. So hopefully they uh, they can figure out something soon because the season's almost over. Um, but we'll have to see how they do against the Hurricanes. And the final piece of good news has to do with hockey as Mike Hardman, who left Boston College at the end of the season, actually uh, had his debut with the Chicago Blackhawks on Tuesday night. We Again, I'm recording this before they played, but that's two Eagles that have played already in the NHL uh, after leaving BC. Obviously, Spencer Knight had a big game last week. So congratulations to Mike. I didn't know how quickly he would come up, but that's, that's great news that he already uh, is with the big club. In a moment, we're going to chat with Mitch Wolf about Isaiah McDuffie. So if you want to learn more about Isaiah McDuffie and why he could be a NFL player come next year and one that could be valuable to some team, you're going to want to hear this. But before we do, let's talk about Built Bars. I am so hungry for one right now. Built Bars are protein bars that are 100% covered in chocolate. You're going to get your Built Bars at BuiltBar.com, and there's so many different flavors you can try. You can try such great ones as cookies and cream. They have Cherry Barcia, which is delicious. Peanut butter, German chocolate, you name it, they have it. And the best part about Built Bars, they don't taste like other protein bars. They really do taste like a candy bar, but they're filled with protein. Low in sugar, low in fat. They're great for the keto diet. You get it. I'm sure you're going to enjoy it. Now, all you need to do is head over to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Welcome back. This is Locked On Boston College. With me again, I have Mitchell Wolf. He is a staff writer on BC Bulletin along with myself. And he is here again. We, you know, Yesterday we talked about Hunter Long. Today we're going to talk about Isaiah McDuffie, and we're glad to have Mitch back. Mitch, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, AJ. Thanks for having me on again. So, you know, yesterday Hunter was one of the, you know, he's the big guy in this, in this draft for Boston College. You know, he's going to be, you know, anywhere from the second to fourth round in most mock drafts. Now, Isaiah McDuffie is a different animal in terms of where he sits. And I think he's more excited. He's going to be kind of an interesting, like an X factor going into this draft. Because a lot of reports I have seen have had Isaiah McDuffie rising faster in the draft. He's, he's always like their sleeper pick or a linebacker you need to know. What, what's going on with Isaiah uh, McDuffie's draft status, Mitch? Yeah, I mean, you pretty much hit it right on the head. I mean, going into the draft, when he declared, I was a little surprised because I was like, okay, like he's made some plays, but I'm not really sure um, where his draft stock is at this point in the early draft process. But, I mean, he's been a big hit among teams. I mean, I've seen on Twitter – um, from Justin Mello of the Draft Network, that he's met with um, the Bills, Pats, Titans, Bengals, Jags, Saints, Chiefs, Ravens, Vikings, Broncos, Texans, and Seahawks. And he's met with a lot of those teams at, at least once. Um, so, you know, a, a lot of teams are interested in him, and that might just be because, you know, they don't know a lot about him, so they want to talk to him multiple times, or they're genuinely interested in him. And I think that McDuff is an interesting player because, you know, obviously, you know, people need linebackers. So usually they all get drafted. And another interesting part of this is that because of the extra season, a lot of the college football players for COVID, a lot of players went back. So a lot of people are saying this class is pretty thin. And I think that that's especially the case at linebacker when you get into the later rounds. So a guy like Mike Duffy could become kind of a hot commodity around day three of the draft. So, 
he he has that hot commodity tag put with him. What about his game, Mitch? Have you seen or or like hey, you know we've talked about him a little bit before, but kind of rehash to our listeners. What is it about Isaiah's stats, his his technique, or whatever it is that has you know some NFL analysts going? Hmm, he is a guy we want to draft. So I think the stats are a big part of it, is because I mean this past year he was in the top ten of tackles made among all college college football players on defense. So you know, teams are going to see that like, oh, this guy makes tackles. That's great. Um, Isaiah plays really fast. And like, he is flying around for the football. He's really tough. Like he'll, he is not afraid to mix up offensive linemen. Um, and he's been used in a lot of different ways. So like when he was first kind of playing, BC was using him in an on-ball Sam role. So he was kind of rushing the passer from the line of scrimmage, um, doing a lot of like Matt Milano kind of thing. Um, and then this year, he transitioned a little more to use as an off-ball linebacker, dropping into coverage. Uh, he was still playing outside the numbers a lot. And I think that's something where he is um, kind of, this is something that's underrated, is that he's actually a pretty solid uh, pass coverage defender, especially when he's like covering tight ends in the slot. Um, he's displayed some ability to use his hands and press technique at the line of scrimmage. And he's pretty sticky in man coverage, which uh, for linebackers today is extremely important when you're covering tight ends uh, in the middle of the field. So you're saying, you know, versatility is a big thing for, for McDuffie as well, right? Absolutely, yeah. I think you can use him. I think he can play in probably any kind of defense. Um, you know, he'll be he'll have to play inside linebacker for a 4-3-4 team. Um, he's not going to be able to play on ball in the NFL because he's only 6'1", 227 pounds. Um, and I think that definitely uh, he's he played, uh, I think his first year that he played, he played all special teams. Um, so he's going to be able to contribute there as well. And I think that his speed uh even i mean his 40 was in the four sixes which is good but his play speed on special teams is going to make him a very attractive candidate yeah i know you mentioned that with hunter yesterday that you know as a patriots fan uh, you know and <laughs> I, I apologize to anyone out there that hates the patriots we know that bill belichick really values players that can play special teams and it seems like more and more teams are are looking for versatility in their in their players especially like a guy like Isaiah McDuffie, who's going to probably go fifth, sixth, seventh round. You want a guy that can do special teams. And it sounds like he has all of those tools to do all of that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think in terms of the things that concern me about him as a player, I've mentioned how fast he plays. And that's also, that's a double-edged sword for him. There's a phrase in the scouting community for linebackers and I guess defenders in general. uh, It's slow until you know. And basically that means, you know, He's kind of, he's patient. The linebacker's patient. He waits to see what happens. And then once he knows, he's triggering downhill and he goes to ball. The problem with Duffy is he is fast and goes past. He, like, if he sees any kind of action, he is going full tilt wherever the play is going. And that gets him out of position a lot. Um, so, and that can be attributed to a few things. You know, he might just kind of be a little behind on his processing. Um, some offenses, I think they saw this on film. They really sought to take advantage of that by uh, trying to read off him on RPOs and certain passing concepts. I watched the Virginia Tech and Louisville game, and those were some really rough reps because of how they were, you know, kind of targeting him and making him make a decision. And he made the wrong one more than he made the right one, to be honest. Um, like I said, he's, you know, not the biggest guy. Uh, that's not as big of an issue as it used to be in terms of linebackers. Um, but I think that, you know, he, that also shows up when he's defending the run. Like I said, he's very willing to be, to engage with offensive linemen and you know and hit them, but he's getting buried by offensive linemen more often than he's not. Like if 
he'll he'll throw himself into them, but then they'll just plant him right in the ground. So, you know, I think that like we were talking about with special teams, like that's where he's going to have to play early on, and it, you know, it'll take some work for him to kind of carve out a role if to play on defense consistently. Yeah, I was going to ask about that, and you kind of mentioned it, Mitch. Like, you know, Boston College fans that are listening to this are going to say, "Oh, you know, he's so speedy." Then what the heck happened on, uh, you know, against mobile quarterbacks because the defense really struggled. So you kind of, I thought you did a nice job of laying that out. Like, you know, it was, sometimes it was McDuffie making wrong reads, guys being in the wrong place. And I think, you know, Halfley and, and Ogobase both brought it up during press conferences this spring that like, it's all about technique. It's all about discipline. And it sounds like, you know, maybe if, it, if McDuffie had another year in the system, it might've been more, um, you know, it, it would remove some of the instinctual play that he was playing with and more on the uh, technique that they want at this level. Right. And I think that that kind of goes into it too. That's going to get him. I think that's going to ding him a little bit is that, you know, if, if, if that's, if what he's shown on tape are his instincts, that's going to be a problem because his instincts are getting him into trouble a lot because like during the Louisville game, especially they would run like hard play action and he would bite on the run so hard and the running back, then the quarterback would go the opposite way and he would just be in no position to help with the play at all. And I think that, like you said, that I think that was a big part of why BC struggled with mobile quarterbacks so much. And we'll get into it a little bit uh, later this week. But when you have that, and then you're kind of putting Max Richardson on an island where he doesn't have the athletic ability to cover the quarterback, then you're in really in big trouble. All right, Mitchell Wolf, we'll be back in just a moment. We're going to talk more with Mitch about what kind of player Isaiah McDuffie might remind him of and talk a little bit about where he might fall in the draft. But before we do... We're going to take a quick break. Now let's chat about betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball is in full swing and you can track all the action at BetOnline. This week has tons of sports action on the go as the NFL draft is on and you can bet on, you know, where Justin Fields lands, you know, what draft pick Mac Jones could go. You can get them all there along with the Kentucky Derby. And you get the first leg of the Triple Crown that begins this weekend. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sports news, including Major League Baseball, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action. So head on over to betonline.ag with your laptop or mobile device and sign up today with online code Locked on, and they're going to give you a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. This is Locked On Boston College, AJ Black here. If you do not already, follow us on Twitter at Locked On BC. I am the editor and publisher of BCBulletin.com. I'm with my staff writer, Mitch Wolf, who does a great job of scouting some of these players. We're talking about Isaiah McDuffie. And, you know, I feel pretty proud and safe to say that you're not going to find Boston College scouting reports like we have here on this podcast. So, Mitch, we're going to look at – we talked about – his strengths, his weaknesses. Now, Isaiah McDuffie, what kind of kind of player comp does, would you say? Like, what kind of player does he remind you of? So in my article I wrote up for the site, my official comp was Tanner Vallejo, who is a linebacker for the Cardinals. Um, he played at, uh, I think it's Boise State, and he uh, was kind of a hybrid player in college, and then he moved into a full-time linebacker role in the NFL. And He's played on a bunch of teams, mostly special teams guy. He's gotten more defensive reps with the Cardinals. Um, and like I said, he's a little undersized, has, was previously kind of a safety hybrid player. Um, and then I thought about it some more, and 
the, the, this, this name did stick out to me when I was looking at other names, but I didn't want to say it because of where he, where this other guy was drafted. And that's Quan Alexander, who most recently played for the Saints. And he was originally drafted by the Buccaneers. He played, then he played for the Niners, and then he played for the Saints this last year. Um, and Quan Alexander, I think they're very similar in size, about the 6'1", 225, 230-pound range. And I don't exactly remember where Quan was drafted off the top of my head, um, but it was kind of, I think it was between like round three and five. And I think that's a little earlier than McDuffie will go. But the thing that I always remember about Quan is that he is another guy that plays with his hair on fire, and that kind of gets him in trouble with missing tackles and making the wrong reads. So, you know, he's very athletic, Quan more so than Isaiah, but you know, very fast, can cover people uh, on the back end, but, you know, just plays super fast and his mental processing and instincts just aren't there to make him a consistent, reliable player on every down. So I, we were just talking about what we're going to talk about. So Mitch, I apologize. I'm going to put you on the spot with a different question. So yesterday with Hunter Long, we talked about team fits and you get, you gave us the Titans. And if you want to hear Mitchell, uh, Mitch's um, profile on Hunter Long, please go back and listen to yesterday's episode for this show. I want to ask you, Mitch, like, where do you, what do you project for Isaiah McDuffie for a career? Like what kind of role do you think he's going to play? You know, do you see him having a long career? How do you think it might play out? You know, maybe the highs and like a high ceiling and a low, low for him. So I think his ceiling, I'll actually connect you to another BC guy, Kevin Pierre Lewis, who uh, played at BC in the early 2010s and has, is still kicking around. I think he just signed with the Texans and he's played for a bunch of teams. Um, again, he started as a special teamer, kind of an undersized linebacker, but has been able to carve out a pretty nice niche in terms of he's always going to have a role on special teams. He knows what he's doing on special teams. And, you know, he's been able to really carve out a nice career for himself despite being a later round draft pick and being an undersized player. Um, you can kind of say the same about Matt Milano, but Matt Milano's really taken his game to another level in the pros. Um, I would say that a ceiling is somewhere like that, you know, a guy who can, you know, stick around for, you know, eight, you know, around eight years, maybe, uh, as playing special teams, doing some defensive work. Like I said, you know, he's a good coverage linebacker in the NFL. He's always going to want those. So, you know, if he can come in on third downs and, you know, play some in the box and then, you know, kick out and cover a tight end if need be, you know, somebody will like that. Um, the floor, obviously, is that, you know, he gets drafted late and, you know, can contribute on special teams a bit, but just can't really figure it out on defense and that he, you know, maybe makes through his one contract and that's it. And, you know, that's, that's what happens to a lot of people who try to make it in the NFL. And um, so I would, I would say that, you know, I'm obviously we're all rooting for Isaiah as a DC player. Um, I'm not as high on him as a lot of other draft pundits are just because I'm really concerned about his mental process and instincts. Um, but based on everything that I'm hearing, it definitely seems that he's going to go on day three. So I'm thinking if I had to pick a round, I'd probably say the sixth round. Um, mm-hmm. That's where you kind of see teams start to kind of take some flyers on some guys. You're like, okay, like, you know, this guy, we think he contributed this way and maybe he'll develop into something greater. So I would say that probably maybe in that six, seven round range. Okay, great. Well, that's our, our profile on Isaiah McDuffie on tomorrow's show. We're going to do a, a combo before, um, uh, before the draft, we're going to get to hear about Max Richards and Matt, um, Max Roberts and Max Richardson, excuse me, kind of talk about both of them because they're most, mostly kind of fringe draft guys at this point. But, uh, I, you know, before I let Mitch go, uh, you know, it looks like next year, obviously, there's going to be a lot of change at that linebacker position. Did you get a chance to check out any of the spring game and see uh, Cam Arnold and Isaiah Graham Mobley play at all? 
it is on my list. I have not been able to yet, but I am I am very excited about seeing what this linebacking core can do this year. I think I think this is going to be really interesting, and uh, for the guys, going to be really interesting. It's going to be cool to see you know what uh, the defensive coaching staff has cooked up for this next year. I think that their usage of kind of those hybrid size players like Jonathan Muse and Jane Lars Woodbay and uh, Isaiah Graham Mobley and Bryce Steele, Cam Marley mentioned, I think there's going to be some really interesting things you're going to be able to do on defense this year. Yeah. It sounds like, and, and you know, uh, Vince Ogabase and, and um, Jeff Halfley both brought up that um, the, the off the defensive line is bulked up because they actually got to weight train this year. So it's going to be really interesting. I, I can't wait to see what this defensive uh, unit is going to be able to do. Uh, heading into next year. Well, Mitch, thank you for coming on today. Mitch, where can people follow you on Twitter? So I'm at Mitchell T. Wolf, W-O-L-F-E. Um, I'll probably be tweeting a lot about the draft uh, the night of and or the night of the first round and every night the next two nights. So um, the draft is one of my favorite days, weeks in the world. Um, I would caution everyone who is listening to this, if you're reading stuff on Twitter about rumors and everything, Everything within the 10-day window of the NFL draft is a lie. Do not believe it. <laughs> yep. And so Mitch will be on with us again tomorrow, and we'll hear more. And definitely check out his work on the site. He, um, I'll keep posting up um, throughout the week some of his profiles that he's posted over the week, so, uh, the last couple of weeks so that you can read some more of his work. But, Mitch, thank you for uh, stopping by today. Thanks for having me. All right, we'll be back again tomorrow with another show. We'll talk a little bit more about the NFL draft. We'll jump into some more football topics as spring football uh, comes to an official close on Thursday. And we'll have all the news and updates that you're going to want. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at LockedOnBC. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, and all the other social media channels. And if you haven't already, if you're interested, I recommend joining our BC Bulletin Premium. It's only a dollar for the first month. You're going to get all exclusive recruiting news and all sorts of great information that you're not going to find anywhere else. This is AJ Black. Thank you all for listening, and we'll see you all again shortly. Take care, everyone.